Hi everybody, welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life and your business, your health, fitness, mindset and body from where you are right now to where it is that you absolutely must be. So today, uh, as usual lately, I am in the mobile studio heading back from the hospital and I've just passed a car park extension that they're doing at the hospital and it's tremendous inconvenience uh, because it means, well, today's the weekend so I get to uh, park um, in the streets around the hospital for free, even though that's very busy. Um, but I suppose this um, conversation today is about are you, are you thinking big enough? Are you planning big enough? Because what's happened in this instance is uh, there's a one um, sort of main public car park for the hospital. Uh, now the hospital, um, the way that it, I guess it's growing all the time. They've built the children's hospital onto it. Uh, you know, the more and more people are getting sick with COVID and different things. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are, are getting more and more unwell and being in hospital. And um, perhaps uh, people have outgrown the car park. And so the car park that they did build has been overrun you know, fairly quickly because the car park didn't seem that old. So now they've shut off oh, maybe half the car park, something like that. which I don't know exactly how many cars that would be. Let's say it's um, 100 or so. Tremendous inconvenience, and they have not provided an alternative. So you've just got to park a long way away, so it's a, um, like through the week, you can only pay, um, park for half an hour within the streets around the hospital because of the residence, and you've got to be a permit holder, etc., etc. So I understand that from the residence perspective. Uh, but they haven't put anything else in place, so I, it's, um, it's a kilometre away uh, where you need to park. And then you've just got to hope, as I park in like a coal supermarket car park, I've got to hope that the council doesn't come and uh, book me because often I'm in that car park for more than two hours, which is the two-hour limit. And my car, because it's all sign-written and everything, it stands out like a sore thumb, so... I'm an easy target for them to remember. So far, I haven't been booked there, but I have been booked in the street before because the doctors were late, etc. $117 fine or something. It's like, oh, jeez. Thanks very much. But as I'm driving past right now to have a look at the, um, at the car park, um, it looks like they're... So at this stage, it looks like they've added an extra, like layer and a half I suppose and it was let's say it was three stories before and now it's going to be like four four and a half and something like that and given that the car park wasn't that old I was thinking how can it be outgrown already what did you not put in place at the time and how much extra is it costing now to put this extension to the car park on as opposed to if you had done it right at the very beginning. I mean, you know from a house extension perspective, it is way, way cheaper to build it at the time, you know, the extra room or whatever at the time, as opposed to do it later. It's so much more expensive. 
Um, and I'm assuming that that's the same with this uh, this car park. And I'm looking at it even now, and look, uh, I've got to come back, obviously, multiple times while that car park is still being built. And I'm right, I'm thinking, you better be going up at least another level, otherwise I don't think you're properly planning for the future. And given the cost that's involved right now, um, you know, like they've got these huge cranes and like two or three of yeah, two or three of them. They're, I think there's two of the big ones on either side of the car park, and then they've got cranes within the building as well. It's like, man, I think those cranes must cost at least ten thousand plus dollars a day, and the amount of time that they've already been there. And I just think, who got this wrong? You know, who got it wrong to plan so inadequately for that car park when you knew that it was going to quickly outgrow? It just doesn't make any any sense to me. So it then makes me think, all right, what are we doing in our own businesses, in our own lives, where we think, oh yeah, well, let's just do this and hopefully that will be good enough, big enough to get by. So if I reflect on my own personal uh, circumstances, so when I was building my current house, my whole house was built around the studio that I wanted to work with my clients. I said, tell me what's the biggest thing that the council will allow me to put on my property. And it worked out to be about 100 square meters. I could have gone a bit bigger, but I thought it would draw too much attention um, you know, from neighbors, etc. Not that I'm trying to hide what I do, but given that um, I've specifically designed my main space that I work with clients uh, where I'm working in person with them uh, I wanted that to be at my home because at the time I was building my I wanted to make sure that I uh, was working near my children I'd restructured my career so that it was um, you know I was doing less traveling time I want, and I created everything that I wanted at home and so that was a really important fa- uh, factor for me so um, I built that and in the design, as I said, I was looking at what's the biggest space that I can get uh, on there. And then let's build the rest of the house around it. So I live in a, it's like the, the jewel of the crown of the suburb that I live in, so, um, like a state. They're the, the nicest houses, the biggest properties, etc. Until you go out into acreage, and then of course they're bigger. Excuse me, I just got to have a mouthful of water. And so, with that in mind, I had the space to put a bigger house on it. And I thought, okay, well, if this is uh, going to be 100 square meters, and thinking about the future uh, growth of me, my family, the kids, etc., I thought, all right, I probably need to get at least a four bedroom. Uh, house on this block and I was thinking about uh, the uh, what my life was going to look like in the future so I've got two kids single dad I uh, think about well if I meet a partner in the future then most likely they're going to have probably at least two kids and so that means the you know four to five bedrooms depending on the age of the kids and when they're sharing and when they have the kids full time and all that kind of stuff and I thought all right well if I make it four bedrooms, but there's room for growth, uh, then that's going to allow for any situation that I, I get in. 
rather than saying, okay, well, let me build the cheapest house on there with the biggest studio and let's just be what it will be. Uh, but instead, I've got like a, a really big upstairs area. Uh, the bedrooms are, are, you know, bigger than a normal size. There's um, like a couple of entertaining areas downstairs, big outdoor undercover area as well as a backyard, theatre room, uh, office, uh, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So you could actually turn it into really four, five, six. You could turn it into a seven-bedroom house uh, if you wanted to. Um, now, the reality is right now, um, chances are the kids will move out and I'll remain single and it will just be a very big house. But I was thinking about the future and I was thinking about the resale value and thinking that, well, I'm not going to be in this house forever, but I want to make sure that it's a really great house. I invest well. I build great equity in the house. And when it's time to sell, it will be you know, one of the best houses in the street kind of thing. Nice, quiet street, like really, really great location. And so that was the way that I approached it. Because I was thinking about the future, thinking ahead of time. And when it comes to business, I think a lot of the time we don't, we don't account for that. Uh, I've been guilty of this in the past myself when I first set up my website. I only set it up to do certain things. And now the way my website is designed, it does way more than it was when I first set up the business. Why? Because, well, the business evolves, your services evolve, you evolve, your products evolve. And I think the way that we have worked with digital technology, certainly websites have changed over the past uh, 13 years that I've been in business. I mean, when I first started out, this concept, which we now just take for granted, um, mobile optimized websites, that didn't exist before. It wasn't a thing we had to even think about before. Uh, which is really interesting, uh, but now we do. If you're not mobile optimized, then you're, you're really not running a serious website. So that's, you've really got to make sure that you take care of, of, of all of those sorts of things. And uh, when I think about the, the future of my business and, and what that looks like, I don't exactly know what it's going to be. But what I do know is that I need to focus on the fundamentals, and that is building relationships and keeping on uh, delivering great results, adding lots of value to all the people that I deal with so that I can continue to grow, I can help others grow, and then uh, what my business looks like in the future will evolve uh, with time and with people and with those relationships and with those alliances. So right now I'm looking at uh, simplifying everything. I think people like to deal with with simple things and even though I love uh, my while we're on websites I'll talk about websites while I love my website I do believe that there is so much in there that most people will probably never even get to it so I'm I'm thinking about uh, ways to really simplify that to make it just easier to deal with people Um, and I love the fact that things evolve things change and as a business owner you've got to constantly think about how do you how do you evolve Um, are you thinking big enough Uh, I think a lot of the time when I think about myself you can become comfortable and you think well no I'm doing really well where I am right now so I don't I don't need to grow I don't want to grow you make up stories as to why you don't want to scale and do all those things however I think 
I've also, uh, from time to time, you can have some limiting beliefs around uh, you know, what that level of growth is. I think when you do that, you're at really at a dangerous spot of uh, limiting how big you look. Look ahead, you know how 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 big you plan for the future, and just like the car park analogy, you're thinking, okay, well, I just need two levels. Or what that's not allowing for is the dramatic growth, and probably they need to make the car park ten levels to allow for the growth in the years and years ahead. Um, so what are you doing that for? For that in your own business, your own life? Where are you not planning enough for the future, planning for the, the bigger outcomes? I think about um, Zach Hempel. You've got to watch his, I know I've given him a plug a few times now. Um, going to reach out to him shortly to um, have him appear on uh, this podcast. But have a look at him. He he only ever wanted to go to YouTube and watch. It's a free movie. It's called Zach Hampel versus the World, and it's about baseball and his love of baseball. And all he ever wanted to do was get a ball that was like hit into the stands, catch it, and uh, you know have a ball that was used in the pro game. And then he set it at a hundred after he caught one. It's like, I want to make it 100. Then it was 1,000. Then I don't know whether he just went 2,000, 3,000, etc. But then he made it 10,000. And that's really significant, right? And what he did in allowing for that that 10,000 was achieving things that he didn't even think about at the time of setting the, setting the goal. And now he's becoming more famous than some of the ball players, and he's never played the game at the level that he wanted to. Like he wanted to be a pro player, but he wasn't, uh, didn't have the skill to be able to do that. So instead, he decided to do something different. And now he's the only person that has achieved what he has achieved. It's like it's really significant, and it's following his passion, but doing it in a different way. And he never, would, he was just doing what he wanted to do and never would have imagined the fame and the, also the criticism and stuff that has come his way as a result of doing it. But because he had a big dream, a big goal, all of those things that are now happening for him are as a result of that big thinking. And so that's why I think about, you know, don't put the limits on yourself don't cap your thinking think big and I think one of the things that I do is I don't try and think of all the outcomes because I don't know what they will all be I just keep implementing daily the things that I know that grow me and being open to opportunities and the growth and what may be And then through the right coaching, you just keep aiming higher and higher and higher and you keep getting a a little bit of a nudge. Well, you should go and, you know, go and do this. So, um, you know, it's been suggested to me that I franchise what I do. 
that does not excite me at all. I won't do it. You know, it doesn't excite me. But there are aspects within what I do that scaling those does excite me. So that's the, the space that I need to, to work in. Somebody suggested, or a number of people have suggested to me, because they see in the health and fitness industry, protein powders are huge. And a lot of people white label their new, um, you know, their protein powders and stuff. It's like, well, I am affiliated with the Isogenics company. Um, they're the protein powders that, that I recommend and other, other products as well. Um, do I want to go in direct competition with them? Do I have a big enough database and a desire to build a, a database to help sell those things in a very competitive market? I understand if you've got a like a gym type membership where you've got say thousands of members, then it's a it's probably a no-brainer because you can just have it in your your shop as people are walking through, hundreds of people a day, and they're going to want products, and so it makes it makes sense. You know, a lot of these products it's 100% markup on them. So it, it makes sense uh, for them to sell it. I don't have that type of volume coming through me, so um, and it doesn't excite me. However, the white labeling of products and services that I provide does. It's not the protein powder. It's probably not, I didn't mention products, it's more the services. White labeling of those things. Now that part, that excites me. So it's a slight tweak on, say, the protein powder. And so these are the things that I'm working on to build for the future. And that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So don't limit your thinking. Think big. Keep implementing. Keep writing down those ideas every day. Try and come up with one new idea every single day. And then make sure you keep implementing those. Make sure you're implementing monthly. Make sure you're progressing those ideas. Otherwise, they'll always just remain ideas. And say, oh yeah, I've got 50 great ideas and none of them you've implemented. Well, okay, start taking action, implement. So if you want to connect with me and think big, then go to mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com. You can opt in for a free consultation. Let's connect. Let's make 2022 and the years ahead your best yet. See you tomorrow.